Nation, we want pictures of your dogs. That's just a personal request from me, but while you look for a good one, let me tell you about something near and dear to mine, Brent's hearts. Your dog's health. You may have noticed lots of dogs suffering from health issues these days. Joints, odors, it's not good. Actress Katherine Heigl noticed these issues too, and after a ton of research, there was one place she found we can look to support any dog's health. Their food. So she created Superfood Complete, food for your four-legged friend that's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet, including several superfoods vital to your dog's health. Her company, Badlands Ranch, also supports the Jason Debus Heigl Foundation, which has helped rescue thousands of dogs and place them in loving homes. Now, I know Brent has used Superfood Complete with his lovable meatballs, and they absolutely love it. He said it's easy to prepare, both his guys grow crazy for it, and he loves knowing what he's giving them is healthy and full of ingredients that are actually beneficial to his little rapscallions. You can try it for yourself by going to badlandsranch.com slash hysteria and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to badlandsranch.com slash hysteria today. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a killer episode on UFO Whistleblowers. I see what you did there. You goddamn right you do. I always say this show needs more death. <laughs> I bet my cheese muffins the type of death you want isn't the, the, the type they want. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we don't want death. I mean, not not at least both of us, but I, I like where your head's at. <laughs> you sacks of shit ruin everything fun in my life. Wait. Are you serious? Are you for real? Because I can live with that. For now. <laughs> for Shut now. up. <laughs> We're broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, a.k.a. the Windy City, a.k.a. the Second City, a.k.a. Chicago, with a killer tether to parts unknown in Windy, Colorado. <laughs> we get, we're getting gusts of 20, 30 miles here. Woo! I'm David Flora. He's Brent Hand. Yo. and. Of course, Coyle and Seabot are here to keep everyone on their toes. Eat Hello. <laughs> uh, lovely attitude, Seabot, I gotta tell you. Thanks. I try. <laughs> Speaking of trying, we're trying not to die under mysterious circumstances while talking about the UAP phenomenon, like the subjects of this week's k- killer episode. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm getting into it, too. There you go. That's right, David, but uh, I gotta let you know, sometimes you wanna go... Where everybody, Where everybody gets, gets killed. killed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're okay, though. Uh, but those could uh, be not-so-famous last words. Time will tell. <laughs> that is true. Very not-so-famous hmm. last words. Time will tell. If I go out by robot, I'm going to be very pissed. But, you know. Huh. Uh, yeah. Un- or just, you know, should have seen the writing on the wall, one or the other. Tell you what, though. Uh, 
this list or this whole episode comes from a list from an appropriately named uh, website, Listverse. <laughs> it's a list Catchy. Uh, what's the What's the title of said article that we're basing this off of? Ten people connected to UFOs who met very suspicious in. Hey, and they actually had uh, ten uh, video clips that they used, and they uh, so you could learn about the people and, and a little bit snippets of what went on. And I thought this was really good. Normally, we have a lot of different uh, research that goes in, but this was a great list for many reasons. And we're going to reiterate throughout this whole episode uh, what I'm about to say. Please remember to take all of this this information with a huge grain of salt. There are conspiracies out there, which are fun to talk about, but please don't spread them as truth. These ones until you do serious research and make up your own decision, which is probably that they're all BS. That said, David, (laughs) let's spread some conspiracies. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give it a platform. (laughs) Let's not have any real discussion other than it's all true. I don't know why. I just feel it in my bones now. So we're going to break it up into uh, two groups of five, and we're going to hit you with the first five right after this break on Hysteria 50 Watts. All right, cats and kittens, let's get it up running with number 10 on our list. In no particular order, Mr. Ron Rummel. We're launching headfirst in this death list. That's fun to call it. Uh, (laughs) The case of Ron Rummel. It sounds like a Marvel character, like Peter Parker, Bruce Banner, Reed Richards. Wilson. Yeah, like... Who, what do you think his superpowers would be? And Death. is he a villain or a hero? <laughs> Death. He dies whenever aliens are really <laughs> shitty, really shitty superpower. <laughs> I th- oh. This is this is a villain name to me. Yeah. Parker! Yes. Uh, uh, old Roddy wasn't your run-of-a-mill conspiracy theorist, so he had the creds to back it up. He was a former Air Force intelligence agent. Heard and that he, we all know that they're always on the up and up and never get people to commit suicide or kill themselves or spread disinformation. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> and if that wasn't enough to raise your spocky and eyebrow, the man made his bread and butter by serving piping hot extraterrestrial exposés through his own little outlet of otherworldly oddities, Alien Digest. That is a great cookbook. Well, you're, you ain't lying because he turned out theories that would make even the most seasoned sci-fi writers squirm, such as how our dear visitors from the cosmos saw us less as equals and more as entrees. So that's fun. Oh, wait. There's more <laughs> space dust on this book. <laughs> how to serve four humans. <laughs> Don't Alien blame me. digestion <laughs> and the human form. <laughs> well, suffice to say, many in the UFO community waved off these juicy tidbits like flies at a summer barbecue. That's probably enough food puns on my part. Anyway, <laughs> blink of an eye, Rummel exited stage left in August of 93. Officially, and we're going to say this a lot in this episode, it was a suicide, complete mm. with a bullet to mouth Salutation, very, very Ooh. sad. But here's where it gets spicier than a Martian enchilada. 
Stop it. Well, sorry. I, but when whispers of conspiratorial, of conspiratorial, conspiratorial, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, skullduggery began to resonate. Anyway, I'm using too many do you words. Think, uh, do you think Martians would use something like Tom Basco sauce? <laughs> They're 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 really into bland cooking. They're like the British. They just boil everything. <laughs> do they have a? Uh, do they do they go get a British peer and serve Sir Racha? Oh man, we are fucking firing on all cylinders here. <laughs> uh, Chach Lula sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turgid. I don't know about you. Anyway, we're talking about stuff like the absence of blood on the pistol's barrel. Like a fingerprints on the handle hmm. and a potentially sinister twist. The alleged suicide note was apparently written in left hand script while Rummel was a certified right hander. Yeah. Done, Wait, done, done. Is this in the police report? Yes. Yes. Okay. According to whispers, our dear Ron might have been silenced for uncovering. The truth. You know. What's the truth? That one. Whatever you want it to be. Now, as far as these claims, the absolute truth are just another <laughs> unsolved X-File, what the claims are. Uh, the circles still hotly debate this. Um, but the official ledger, the official note is that uh, he tragically, you know, decided to punch his own ticket and mm-hmm. uh, committed suicide. So... Anytime someone commits suicide, it seems, and they're in the world of the woo-woo, there's always questions, right? I mean, that's that's normal, wouldn't you say? Sure. I, um, yeah, you can go a couple of different ways with explaining that. But right. uh, this you would know, be I, like if, what what would you say, um, Elizondo, uh, suddenly we found out he, he took his life or right. something? Right, right. Right. Um, he shot himself in the back of the head twice, like normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is funny because just in the, and I know we're skimming through, it's a meaty episode, so I shouldn't talk too much. No, but, please, uh, feel free. It, there's not a lot of information about what drove him to it. Yeah. Um, or what he said, right? Right, it which just, I think also leads overview. to it. Like when people go like, I didn't see this coming. You know, why would this happen? And then people go, oh, maybe it didn't. You know, so there's always that. Anytime there's a suicide, there's always that, you know. And people want to look for these type of things. These, uh, I'm in the know. I know what really happened. And he he was 86, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, there's validity to that. That's That happens. And it, it has well, happened. People do get, it still People happens. do get killed. You yeah, know, they, look at Jeffrey they, Epstein. I mean, normal, yep. normal suicide. Nothing to even look <laughs> twice at there. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There, and there's kidding. so many ways. I'm kidding, powers that be. We all know he really did commit suicide. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. we Yeah. There, there's, there's tons of ways to make something look like a, a suicide. Um, now, if I'm so, never, so ever, it, ever. Go. Sorry. Go ahead. There's that kernel of truth. Um, it's more than a kernel, I would say. So it's legitimate to think, Hey, could there be something wrong? 
question it, you know? Why not? Right. Just always remember, kernels are found in shit also. So, hey. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I will never commit suicide, but if I have it, if I was ever going to commit suicide, this is what I would do. I would take all my money and I would pay some dude to put a, a cage, like a big like elephant cage in my basement, and I'd hack into the wall so it looks like something scratched all over it. Then I would get a <laughs> I would get a uh actual silver bullet and I'd write leave a notes like I can't live with this curse anymore. And I would get a whole bunch of wolf hair from somewhere. I don't know, wolf hair R S and I'd sprinkle all over <laughs> myself and then shoot myself just so people would be like Whoa, did you hear about this shit? <laughs> <laughs> this dude was a real life weird. Oh my God. I hear he had a pentagram on his hand. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Brent, um, I'm sorry to inform you, but uh, just because you've made a suicide plan, I have to call the cops now. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? He's like, I would never do this, but <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Ron Johnson. We got a double serving of Ron UFO death this week. Uh, the the Ron there, UFO death watch. <laughs> the, why couldn't this be the um, freaking guy from uh, Wisconsin? <laughs> the unbelievable dipshit. Uh, well, Ron Johnson. Uh, this time, it's the, just a uh, funny name. The, hey, Ron Johnson. <laughs> John Ronson. We're introducing you to the peculiar tale of Ron Johnson. He's a UFO investigator whose demise is just as strange as the unexpected phenomena he dedicated his life to unraveling. Get this. While at a Society for Scientific Exploration conference in sunny Texas back in June of 94, Johnson took a a nosedive uh, himself into the great unknown. Literally... By all accounts, he was a vibrant 43-year-old, fresh from a health check. He'd just been at the doctor, uh, and he got a doctor's thumbs up. All's good. And (laughs) so his abrupt ending is very bizarre because he was, by all accounts, very happy, healthy, and taking care of himself. Witness report him letting out a gasp mid-meeting before taking a nosedive face first in the boardroom table. So he wasn't jumping off of a ledge. He was smacking into the table. Here's where it turns weird twilight zone. Ooh-wee. Um, his face was this like egg shant, eggplant purple blue color. Like he choked and blood started gushing out of his nose. And the official story chalks up to a stroke, which can cause that. But a lot of people, especially the people there said that it just didn't sit right. And before this sudden outburst and death, he had taken a sip from a soda can, as you do. Mm-hmm. And now considering he's knee deep in UFO investigations and rub shoulders with people from advanced tech companies, of course, there's chatter on the intertubes and <laughs> intertubes, interwebs out there of a possibility of, of foul play using like a soda can. And could something have been smeared or slipped into the drink causing a fatal reaction that mimicked a stroke? I'm sure. But also, that's a big jump. Where is the the the, the line of thinking that connects that, right? Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, it couldn't have possibly been an acute arterial thrombosis or anything. <laughs> yeah, which is literally happens all the time, just not in front of people. But guess what? People die all the time. It's kind of crazy. 
you know, th- there's zero concrete evidence to anything. Also, you know, people are like, well, why didn't they test that? Well, usually they don't when there's nothing, no foul play. Uh, suspected. Suspected, or right. Yeah. Your guy's as good as ours. But, um, uh, of course, because who he was and the, uh, the company kept, people say he was silenced. Maybe he was. Hmm. Maybe he was onto something. I don't know. Don't you- I was, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I was kind of expecting more like aliens screwing with people and killing them, but this sounds like the government. Yeah, all these are people, people that were aliens. in, yeah, yeah, yeah. These people weren't per se killed by the aliens, but because of the aliens, they all mm. knew. Give me one much. of them dun dun duns again. Uh oh. <laughs> tell us Sorry, uh, if you slipped. will sir tell us about john murphy we're going off the ron train once you bring us into with a john now now on to murph uh uh this time boy i i'd like to say it's not a curious case but i cannot yeah 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 we're Dialing back to the swinging 60s with radio broadcaster John Murphy. John Murphy, you're with a blast from the past coming at you fast. Here's, I don't know, some song from the 60s. I couldn't think of one, and that's okay. Here's uh, Herman's Hermits. <laughs> Here's Sam Sham and the Pharaohs. Um, Murphy didn't spend his time hunting UFOs. Instead, he just happened to stumble upon the mother of all broadcasts. The alleged Kecksburg UFO crash in December of 65. Fucking Nazis. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Say that often. But uh, (laughs) the old Dear Glocka. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kecksburg. In a situation more fitting for a blockbuster thriller. um, Brad Brad Pitt, get on that? I I don't know. Come on now. Um. Murphy had scored audio tapes of eyewitnesses' accounts and some grade A Kodak moments from the crash site itself. But quicker than you can say, men in black, this tantalizing trove of ET evidence was allegedly snatched by none other than Uncle Sam's finest. Yeah, said men in black. Don't you hate it? This official raid wasn't just the stuff of fever dreams. Another radio jockey claimed to have had front row seats to the whole operation. So, in short, Murphy's outlandish tale wasn't just hot air. Mm -hmm. Yeah! uh, (laughs) Just like his serendipitous brush with the Kecksburg incident, Murphy found himself in another dramatic plot twist in California, in February of 69. Uh, only this nice time, it wasn't a flying saucer he encountered, but a hit-and-run driver. Ooh. Um, unfortunately, yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. That, that, that got him. His sudden death, marked as an unfortunate road accident, had some whispering about a cover-up. Mm-hmm. Now, could Murphy's close encounter with the Kecksburg truth have painted a target on his back? I mean, of course, if it's true... You know, and and yeah. also the fact that we know that they had said for a very long time we're not even looking at these things, and then we're looking at those things for a very long time. Also, that's all just conjecture and fun to talk about. the 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 real takeaway there is the Kecksburg and you, the Dagaka. You you brought up the Nazi bell. That was one of the when it we did an episode on a, John and I a long time ago. Yeah, for one of the anniversaries and. Mm. It just so happened to be when all sorts of newspapers all over were looking online for something 
and they quoted us in tons of oh, reports, yeah. <laughs> even calling us historians. <laughs> the <laughs> finest journalism on the planet was done that week. <laughs> but it it helped us grow, so I can't really uh, I have a soft spot for the <laughs> – this sounds so terrible. I have a soft spot for the Nazi bell. <laughs> or at least the Keckberg, Kecksburg PA, uh, you know, whatever that was uh, in the sky, which was another bell, which we all know is just the Nazi bell popping back into our reality after it time traveled. Yeah. Yep. You, you guys literally did not see that coming. Nazi. Uh-oh. <laughs> Moving on, we got Tony Dodd. <laughs> Uh, historians know when to move on. <laughs> so we're crossing the pond to meet Tony Dodd. And some people called him the Sherlock Holmes ufology. Now, I don't know about that, but he had a career as a police detective under his belt. And then he left in the world of the unknown. And, uh, you know, not saying it was a midlife crisis. Instead, his expertise as a sleuth added a welcome extra dash of credibility to the weird things he investigated. I think that's important. You know, you got someone, they stop being a cop and they go into this weird stuff, but they still have that skill set. So it sounds like who would you rather hear research something, me or (laughs) ex detective? (laughs) It's true. You know, but why did he, did he retire or was he kicked off the force? He went, uh oh. He was practically a VIP in the UFO event circuit. He was everywhere and lent his voice to some of the most crazy alien sightings and, you know, you know, tinfoil hat uh, abductions and stuff like that in the U- UK. This is all throughout the 80s, all the way to the new millennium. So he was in there for quite a while. Fast forward to 2009 and Dodd's career in uncovering un- otherworldly stuff was cut short by a brain tumor. Something I know all too well about. Both my parents actually uh, died of brain tumors, so not really? fun. Not fun at all. But here's where things get murky. So Dodd had reported uh, warnings from an anonymous source. 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 That's the word I was looking for, including anonymous a shadowy, fourth. a shadowy stateside agent. Uh, this does really feel like a, an episode of. Of uh, Skull, <laughs> Mully and Sculder taking uh, I, taking uh, things across the pond. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Mully and Sculder. <laughs> then it was Scully and Mulder. <laughs> Mully and Sculder. That was the porn version. <laughs> Mully, do you want to touch my Sculder? <laughs> Skuldering hard. Oh my god. Um, Triple X file. These advisors, or advi- what you know, these people, whatever you want to call them, these whistleblowers, Tim, urged him to avoid certain locales due to suspected threats on his life. Now, he had said these mm. things out loud. Coupled with this, there were whispers that his tumor could have been an inside job, of course, activated by high-tech hocus-pocus from, I'm sure, some clandestine three-lettered uh, faction somewhere, you know, CIA, KGB, MI6, Gen- Jenny Craig, something, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> ACLU. It's tantalizing. It's all speculative, you know, so let's not uh, go crazy here, but it is a little weird that he had said people were telling him this and then he ends up, <laughs> he woke up dead. <laughs> well, I'll As tell you, you what, you know, 
this is another thing I think we see with a lot of these cases is um, some form of paranoia yeah. that manifests, which if it were true, then yes, you know, people can be paranoid with that. But if it's not true, if it's something mental that people are having to deal with and they don't know it, paranoia is often uh, associated with delusions and things like that. So that's why it's we, hard to say. We listen to a scolder and mully. They never, that's right. They never uh, let uh, that kind of crap go to their head. <laughs> I like Mully's take on it. <laughs> now I want to make the, I want to figure out what those look like. <laughs> they probably look Mully like and us. Scolder. <laughs> uh, take us home on the first five before a break, if you will. Tell us about John Mack. You got it. John Mack um, is one of the biggest names in their extraterrestrial business. He wasn't your average flying saucer fanatic. Oh, no, my friend. <laughs> Mack was a bona fide Harvard professor. Ooh. One of them eggheads at Harvard yeah. who had dedicated his illustrious career to UFOs and alien abductions. That, speaking of leading credence to something, I mean, that's kind of the same thing, you know? Uh, I'm a I'm a uh, former detective i'm uh, a harvard professor right and i believe in aliens you fucking crack you fucking weirdo <laughs> you're a coke yeah anyway sorry. get out of here go <laughs> over to, to fucking princeton yeah yeah get your car get your car to harvard yard <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyway. Keep so going. his tragic death in 2004 hit the UFO community pretty hard. Yeah. Um, while he was on a trip to London, he met his end at the hands of a drunk driver. Yeah, that sucks. And it's sad tale as old as time. There's a senseless accident, a life extinguished too soon, something we hear about with a lot of these stories. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Well, a lot of people out there, just so many people, drunk drivers, well, killing, you know, loved ones and family members and just a, a disgusting accident. Yeah. Afterwards, though, his position as one of the first academics to take little green men and their interstellar shenanigans seriously left a huge gap in the field. Yeah. But like any good UFO sighting, there's always room for a little speculation. Uh-uh. Mac's eyebrow-raising research coupled with his tragic end had some UFO buffs questioning if his demise was as cut and dry as it appeared. Yeah. Was it a simple case of a tragic accident or was he silenced? We may never know, but as always, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Hey, that's our tagline. <laughs> Man, that is something too. Like, if you are a clandestine CIA, FBI, blah, 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 anyone worth your salt. Uh, or worth your weight in espionage or whatever you want to call it, you would be good at making things look like accidents mm-hmm. for better or worse. So it's hard to say one way or another, unless there's whistleblowers. Well, guess what? They've probably been killed too before they can blow said whistle or it's all Even just after. bullshit. Right. Uh, right. Or, you know, it's all just BS and he just was killed by a drunk driver. You know I mean? It's, you know, it, it, it's just so tasty to to want there to be more to a story. Yeah, better or worse. that is true. So that's that our first true. six, uh, our first uh, yeah, 10 through six. We got five more. First five, that is. We're going to break when we come back. Five more people who maybe knew too much, or maybe it's all made up. That's coming ahead from the break. It's <laughs> Area 51. <laughs> Thank you. 
David, me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, they design it for long-term retention, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by extras for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for very limited time. It's there for one listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash 
Hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, I got news for you kids. It's time for the ladies to get to dance with death. It's about right. time. And Livingston. Dr. Livingston, I pre- presume. Uh, yeah. This time we're casting our, our spotlight on the UFO Sleuth and MUFON member, Ann Livingston, who uh, she unfortunately had ovarian cancer. She passed in 94. But... Some of her comrades in the star chasing biz or UFO biz or whatever you want to call it, and her tight-knit circle of friends couldn't help but kind of wonder if her untimely demise was somehow linked to a reported alien encounter. Now, Hmm. this one is a little bit different. Um, We're going to head to a chilly December night in 92, and we're at her home outside of uh, O'Hare Airport in Chicago, our stomping ground. And it kind of turned into the Spielberg's Close Encounters set. Uh, she said she saw dazzling silver white flashes and lights. And there's more to it. As the light uh, show wasn't eye rousing enough, if you're eyebrow raising enough, that is. Just a few hours later, Livingston played host to a bunch of men in black visitors, she said, came to her house that wanted to know what the hell she had seen and, and questioned her. And uh, as things are getting interesting, Livingston, uh, she, she she passed and leaving an aftermath of bizarre uh, mystery of everything that happened. As bonkers as it sounds, there's been chatter amongst the UFO peeps that uh, the subsequent illness may have been a fallout from her encounter with these lights that were close by that she was bathed in these lights. Wouldn't be the first illness or cancer attributed to alien visitors. We've talked about it here on H51. In fact... We've we've talked about when the, those two elderly women and their grandson sued the U.S. government, saying, "Well, it was either yours or you knew about it." And now we're sick, and we got cancer. Mm. You need to help us out. Now, as usual, we're left with nothing but questions. Uh, so it's a huge gray area. But um, you know, she'd had an interesting uh, experience, and then once again, she said the men in black came a knocking. And uh, then all of a sudden she develops cancer. How do you feel about a story like that or these men in black stuff and then people dying? Um, it's, it's hard to say because uh, for one thing around O'Hare there, wouldn't, wouldn't there be don't, – don't they have the houses packed in pretty tight? Well, around O'Hare itself, you got Rosemont right there. So it's a little deceiving. O'Hare – is technically it's called Chicago. It is miles away from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's its own. It's near Rosemont. You know, you to get from downtown to there, it's like an hour. And, hour on the uh, blue line, yeah, yeah. And so around the the grounds, yes, but the grounds over here are gigantic. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard to say exactly where you could be outside of O'Hare and be in very different spots. So. so- do you, do you think my point with this is um, was she, why was she the only one to witness such a big 
silver white flash. Right. Well, there's always people that are seeing stuff around O'Hare. But guess what? A lot of things are also chalked up to, well, it's the airport. Yeah. Or was it a personal thing that came down and they were only trying to communicate with her because of her position? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I she's your own but adventure on that one. I don't know. If um, this were a brain tumor, I'd be more willing to be like, that could have been something associated. But if it's ovarian cancer, it's harder to say, well, a flash would be connected with that. I right, think. Right. I don't know. You know, and, and is it just people grasping at straws? Probably. But, um, you know, it it's is a men in black is. story though. You know, another men in black. Are... They came to say like hell of a lookers, pale face, terrible lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Sweating. us if you will about Jim Keith. Number Next four on our mystery. Quattro is... on our list. So we're getting down yeah. to nitty gritty. It's the passing of researcher and author Jim Keith. Um, someone you can't trust because he has two first names for (laughs) firsty, firsty (laughs) in a life that could make the twilight zone seem like a rom-com. The circumstances of his death would turn this intrigue dial up to 11. Keith was knee deep in dissecting the work of investigative journalist, Danny Casolaro, Another cat whose mysterious death would raise eyebrows. Keith backed up Casalero's wild claims of an octopus of shadowy figures puppeteering global events from behind the scenes. Which we're hearing about from Grush and all these other people, interestingly enough, now in the news. So, Mm. Wow. Uh, Paging uh, Mr. Hydra. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, paging, Paging Mr. Spectre. Um. So as the plot thickens, Keith also alleged covert government drug testing on unsuspecting residents in areas like Dulce, New Mexico. Shit. We know the powers of B have done that in the past all over the place. It's not exactly a twist. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah, There is a twist to this one, though. He said these unconsented trials were masqueraded as alien adopt. Abductions, a convenient distraction from their clandestine and downright illegal operations. Man, that sadly feels like it could be true, doesn't it? Because they've done that stuff in the past. They've blamed stuff on aliens and they've experimented on our own people. It's fucking Hmm. disgusting, but it is, you know, it is true. If you dose people with, you know, something they're out of it or very, you know, close uh, to, to being unconscious, then yeah, it could seem like you're getting abducted, especially if whoever's doing it dresses up in some kind of aliens. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. I knew it in my bones. Now there is a, an (laughs) unsuspecting turn in this Uh or unsuc, oh my God. It, uh, this is what a stroke feels like. Um, an unexpected turn. Does so anyone else you, taste I'm going to be on this fucking list before we're done here. Jesus. <laughs> Choose your words, sir. Choose your words. I'm trying. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, Keith suffered a fall from a stage at a festival in 2004, um, which fractured his tibia and necessitated surgery. So... Uh, in an, another unfortunate turn, he never woke up from the oh, operation. Man, official cause was a blood clot in his leg, which had punched his ticket to the great beyond. Ugh. He was 
literally Grateful Dead at that point. <laughs> to add an extra layer of, uh, you know, weird shit, Nitro News, one of the platforms Keith contributed to, and um, maybe not on the Pulitzer's shortlist, mysteriously <laughs> vanished from the interwebs around the same time as his death. Mm-hmm. Is it a coincidence? Maybe. But, you know, with shit like that, it's probably Keith being the one to keep it up and running and paying for it, but yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah. And again, you know, it's just a UFO story where there's always more than meets the eye <laughs> if you look hard enough or just really, really want there to be something there. Yeah, that's the point. There's always more to to anything if you want there to be. Um, that doesn't mean that there's not. Just because you think someone is following you all the time doesn't mean someone isn't following you all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Uh, so, you know, keep that in mind, kids. Is someone following me? Maybe. Maybe. James <laughs> Forrestal. We're winding back the clock to the wee hours of May 22nd, 1949, when the first ever U.S. Secretary of Defense, Mr. James Forrestal, took a leap from the 13th floor of the Bethesda Naval Hospital in Maryland. Um, so he was under the the medical radar for depression. So that's aligns with that. And he had resigned from his official post just months before he, uh, he fell to his death. The paperwork filed away. His end was of course, you know, it was a tragic suicide, but some, including the own members of his family. Now they beg to differ. Mm. The official narrative says that, uh, he was last seen at one forty-five AM engrossed in a book. He's just reading late at night. And according to this story, tale, truth, whatever you want to call it, our protagonist then snuck off to the kitchen, conjured up an impromptu noose with a bathrobe rope, the, the part that goes around your waist, fixed it to a handy radiator, radiator in the room, and then jumped on out to, to hang himself. Uh, his fatal plunge through the window ended up abruptly as the rope snapped, you know, marking his untimely demise. Uh, the tragic narratives have some... Plot holes, people say. For starters, um, the bathrobe bath robe, rope would have fallen short of a window radiator stretch, meaning he wouldn't have gotten down if he was trying to get down or if he was trying to hang himself, he wouldn't have worked. People say there wouldn't have been um, – there would have been traces on the, the radiator from the rope or vice versa. There was nothing found there. And then even shadier, the guard on duty was a newbie to the facility – who was subbed in last minute, never worked there before. Forrestal dies. The guy gives his testimony as the last man to see Forrestal alive, and then fades in the shadows, never to be seen or heard from again. That button's getting a workout this episode. Uh, the most crazy, spine chilling detail, or weirdest, what do you want to call it? Uh, People reported claw marks on the window ledge. That suggests that the exit was less of a leap and more of a push and him trying to, to stop the fall. That is fucking crazy. Brutal. I love it. That's fucking not something to love. That, is, that is terrifying to me. Um, this is where UFO believers tune in, considering Forcel's tenure coincided with the notorious Roswell incident and other 1940s UFO shenanigans. Uh he likely had a full access pass to all of these secrets. And a lot of UFO peeps speculate that his knowledge painted a big red target on his back 
courtesy of some deep state agency. Pick your poison there. Uh, he didn't fall in line, and so he fell. Kind of a Yikes. crazy one, yeah. <laughs> um, that one feels like he maybe could have crossed the wrong <laughs> bureau or something like that. But again, yeah. who knows? Next up, number two. <laughs> so we're getting low. Morris K. Jessup, sir, tell us if you will. This one I've heard about. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with, uh, you know, old Jazz Hands Jessup. Yeah. Old uh, past guest on H51, some of the early episodes. <laughs> yes. uh, Morris takes us back to 19 and 55. Mm. Morris K. Jessup was one of the early birds in UFO research and the author of The Case for the UFO. I have that book. Thank you very much. Little did he know his book would crack open Pandora's box, Ooh. leading to a cascade of peculiar events, culminating in his untimely demise. Allegedly. <laughs> Thanks Bingo. there, fucking Kreskin. <laughs> Everything on this is allegedly, but yeah, no shit. All right. Yeah, he's on to it there. Yeah. But uh, Jessup's inbox started buzzing with messages from a certain Carl Allen, who, plot twist, claimed to have been an insider in the legendary Philadelphia Experiment. The Philadelphia Experiment. <laughs> the final countdown. This uh, correspondence intrigued the U.S. Navy, and they engaged in some maritime interrogation about Jessup's UFO research. After the Navy rendezvous, Jessup's phone line was ablaze with odd calls, prompting him to become a bit more covert with his UFO sleuthing. <laughs> but on, uh, on April do. 19th, he made plans with Dr. J. Manson Valentine. That is a fucking name right there. But just a bunch of names tossed together to discuss a breakthrough. Spoiler alert, Jessup didn't show. Instead, he was found dead in his car with a hose running from the exhaust to the window Man. to the wall till sweat runs down his tr <laughs> His trousers? <laughs> his trousers down... <laughs> Down his metal crawls. Some conspiracy theorists cry foul play, pointing out the soaking wet towels tied around the hosepipe. They were part of Jessup's towel collection. These aren't your towels, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't exactly a water source nearby for the impromptu bath time. Boy, I hope nobody ever looks at my towels because I just have a <laughs> they, Frankenstein. Yeah, there. right. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um... The mystery of Jessup's last act still fuels debates in the hallowed halls of UFO research today. Yeah. So was it a tragic suicide or a carefully orchestrated murther? We might never, never know, fair. but it sure does make you think, doesn't it, Brent? Yeah, that's weird. Like, if I was going to kill myself, why would I wrap it in wet towels unless I wanted – what does that do for it anyway? Like, if someone was killing him, I'm sure there's a reason for it. I just don't know what that reason is. Does it? I would. I I would say that. Um, how much am I telling on myself? The um, the towels would block. If if it's a wet towel, it's better at blocking gas from escaping. I guess so. Right. So it's you're funneling in as much as possible, kind of thing. Could be something like the yeah, to where it's not leaking or venting too much. Uh, I it just says wrapped in towels. It doesn't really explain. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't dive into this one either per se, but uh, that's interesting. If anyone knows of the reasoning for that, let us know because that's you know <laughs> something terrible that now I want to know the answer to. <laughs> as gross right. as it sounds. Uh, why don't you take us home? Tell us about last but not least. 
Phil Schneider, who's probably on everyone's bingo card if you've uh, looked into anything in uh, ufology. The Schneid holding our grand finale spot. The old enigmatic Phil Schneider, hold on to your tinfoil hats, you sons of bitches, because his story <laughs> is a wild ride. It is. He's got some stories, is for sure, the shit he was saying, yeah. Uh, in the early 90s, Schneider burst onto the scene with a series of public speeches where he dropped the bombshell that he used to punch the clock for Uncle Sam at various underground facilities. Mm-hmm. We have talked about him before, so we don't get too deep into this, but... Um, if it wasn't enough, he claimed to have stumbled into a full-blown melee between subterranean ETs and military forces below yep. Dulce. Yep, special forces and ETs shooting at each other underground while he's just trying to do his job. It's a tale are, as old uh, as time. We're back to Dulce, yeah. oddly enough, here. Yep. So he even boasted of a souvenir from the skirmish, a scar from an ultra-advanced alien weapon, which he was more than happy to show off at his talks. <laughs> Look at this. I lost that from an alien. <laughs> Mr. Schneider, will you please put your pants back on? No! They took it! They took it underground. At Dulce, yeah. And they I was there to- with my wife, Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket. Well, as you'd expect, Schneider's tales had some rolling their eyes, including a few skeptics within the UFO community itself. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of the aisle, you had the believers who hung on to Schneider's every word. His speeches continued to do the rounds on the internet, even <laughs> now. Ad nauseum. You can Google them and watch Here hours we and are. hours and hours <laughs> and hours. During these lectures, um, he, omin- he ominously mused that he had no idea how long he would be able to keep talking about his experiences. <laughs> D- didn't didn't Jim Mars start saying something like that too? Well, Jim Mar uh, Jim Mars uh, died not that long ago, but Jim Mars was always of more sound mind to me than anyone else. You know, he he wrote yeah. all the stuff about JFK and stuff like that, and he wrote Alien Agenda, which is a great book. But I always thought he was a little skeptical. He just was like, well, here's what people are saying. But I don't remember that, but I don't know. Yeah, he was one I, I would I would like to like, but he's a little too, well, he, he, he was running in a, a, a few too um, bad circles, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Let's, let's just put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, f- uh, officially, Schneider... Checked out a Hotel Earth on January 17th, 19 and 96. His life apparently ended by his own hand. His body was found sporting a wire wrapped around his neck, pointing to a hanging. But, uh, boy, with a wire? But many, including some family members, took one look at the suicide narrative and said, Nah, we are not buying that. Mm -hmm. So, was it a cover-up for something more sinister? That's up to you. But remember, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction, or in this case, stranger than an alien tussle in a secret underground base. Yeah, this guy was out there, man. And, uh, you know, you so many people poked holes in everything he said, and he's like, uh, nay, nay, sir, you just don't know. <laughs> um, he was pretty out there. This one, I just, 
you know, I don't believe a, a word of it, you know, of any, hmm. well, of course, of anything he said, but uh, I also think that he probably committed suicide, but Hey, that's my opinion. And it's up to you guys to decide what you want. Um, lots of suicides. And I think so often we just don't want to think someone would do that. Yeah. You know, and it's easier to, it's easier to blame it on others. And it's also easier to say, well, they were doing something that I'm interested in. So I bet they were too close to the truth um, <laughs> because being on the inside feels good. feels like you're, you're close to the truth or that you're close to your hands on the pulse, you know, or, or whatever you want to call it. So I'll, I'll do you one better. It's yeah. It, it can speak to um, deep insecurity yeah. within oneself where you need this to feel good about yourself. And part of it is feeling like you're in the know or better. You, you have more knowledge than other people and blah, blah, blah. Right. So yeah, it's uh there's psychological components for sure. And you could go through each and every one of these and pick apart. Well, there's this psychosis, this psychosis, mm-hmm. you know, we already talked about some of the delusion and paranoia that yeah. go hand in hand. Um, extreme uh, insecurity even yeah. though you know someone doesn't want to admit it admit it mm-hmm. that is uh, th- that is part and parcel with a lot of people that really dive into this and make it their whole identity right um right it, this but, was our summing up these 10 folk people folks that whoever heard uh, met these weird ends. Um, You guys, if you go to the show notes, we got a link to the the article. Again, it was called 10 People Connected UFOs Who Have Met Very Suspicious Ends on Listverse. You can click on each one. They actually have videos for each one, so you can learn a little bit more about them. And then if you want to do some more digging, please feel free. It's always worth it. It's always to – these are buzzword names that you might hear in a lot of things, so it might be good if you are interested in this stuff to learn a little bit more about them, especially, you know, the last few. So – that's something to think about. Yep. Also think about who should have been on the list that wasn't. If you got some other people that you're thinking about, oh, they, you guys didn't talk about them, let us know. And you can do that a few different ways. You can. Tell whispers. Whispers. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't blame us. <laughs> yeah, right. We didn't write this. How dare you? How dare you? No. Um, <laughs> why don't Why don't you Why don't you talk about it on pissed verse? That's what it sounds like. Uh, so you guys, let us know. Go, hop on Facebook. Go to Stereo Nation. That's our our group. We have tons of of fun talks on there. Or Facebook.com slash Stereo Fifty One Pod. Our regular page. Tweet to us at Stereo Fifty One Pod. Go to Patreon. You can get all of our episodes without uh, without breaks. You know, no ads. So you you don't have to go through that. Plus. Extra episodes, up all nights, radio dramas, fun photos, all sorts of nonsense. Voicemail, 773-669-7277. Hear yourself on the show or go to hysteria51.com. Leave us a message through there. You can find links to everything. And for our bonus episodes, weird at hysteria51.com. Send us your articles you want and we will talk about them. If you want your name on there, let us know, and we'll tell everyone who to blame <laughs> that week for the You can article. be the list verse that week. Yeah, that's exactly right. What do you got going on? Anything, sir? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. I'm <laughs> not much. telling, though. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, geez. No, too too much. I'll, I'll just give highlights. Um, first of all, Five Minute Frights. Check out yes. that podcast. 
Uh, just started it. I read some of uh, Tom Lyons' writings, and it's just short little episodes. They're, you know, I, I think I might have gotten up to six to seven minutes in some, but that's mostly just uh, so. What you're saying is a all a big story. lie, just like these deaths in today's episode. That's that's right. <laughs> I'm just trying to pull the wool over every. You heard it here eyes. first, folks. <laughs> Five minute fleeces. And, um, <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. That that should be uh, anywhere, everywhere. So check that out. Five minute frights. Um, if you can't find it right off, just uh, search for my name or Tom Lyons or the number five minute frights. Um, of course, I've got uh, trivia with Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. Um, I'm trying to uh, to get blurry photos still going. <laughs> I don't have time to write my stuff anymore, but um, I'm I'm getting there and. Um, in other news, I've, I've started a theater company. <laughs> Yay. I hate myself. <laughs> I really hate myself. I, I want life to be as miserable as possible. <laughs> so, um, anyways, yeah, we're doing 12th night in September and, um, Very cool. got a, got a company almost officially started. I won't say officially until it actually happens, yeah. but, uh. But if you're in parts um, unknown, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Please support Firebird Theater Company. There you go. There you go. Very cool name. I like that. Well, kids, yeah. there you have it. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay dead, meat sacks. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.